0: This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. Hold on, I'm trying to get all the social media all going. We have a heck of a show lined up for you today. It is a pre Friday celebration, which is always one of your favorite holidays of the entire week. Plus, we have an actual holiday coming up this weekend with Good Friday tomorrow, Sunday with Easter. So, it's a big one. Welcome into the broadcast, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country on radio and TV plus live streaming and podcasting still not on youtube that's okay we don't need them heck with you Mm -mm. we don't need you we're all over the place with facebook live the twitch live at twitch.tv plus our FreedomBook.com. we are on there too and i think we're on twitter i think we're on linkedin and of course the website who's your it is one of those interesting days where today is april fool's day now i was going to do like a joke i love doing jokes. If you know me personally, if you know me outside of the radio show and even on the radio program, I do a lot of gags and tricks and little things because that's just me. I'm a satire kind of guy. I don't really care half the time. And we just like to have fun. We like to keep it light. We like to talk about some serious issues, but do it in a fun, lighthearted manner. And I am extremely sarcastic, which gets taken out of context half the time by the left side of the aisle. So I was going to do something fun. I was going to do something cheesy, but then I realized that right now, here's the joke for the day. Here's the joke for the day. And you can guess where I'm going with this one.
1: COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, when it's, I mean, you think about it.
0: The joke is that that's the leader of the free world right now. That's the joke of the day. Welcome into the show. We have a lot to get to today. Thanks for hanging out with us all over the place. Tomorrow, I just want to give you a quick little plug. Tomorrow is the day that we have... Our newsletter coming out, so make sure to go to Hoosieriesand.com when you see the pop-up and it says, "Do you want to become a Hoosier Holic?" You say, "Heck yes!" You sign up, email. Uh, we'll get that to you first thing tomorrow morning. Don't miss it because I think it's going to be a good one. But I want to jump right to our guest today. And if you're watching the live stream or if you're watching it on the TV, then you can see the video on there. And we love having him on the Skype feed with us today. We had him on, I don't know, a week or so ago. And we had some issues connecting, and we only got like a three, four-minute segment with him. So I asked him if he could join us just for the entire hour today because it's a topic that I absolutely am fascinated by. I think we really need to focus some time on it, and you can follow him uh, on The New American. You can also find him on his social media as well. His piece uh, coming out of The New American, Pushing the Great Reset, is the latest piece that he's come out with. It's Bill Jasper with us. Bill, how are you, my friend? Doing well, thank you. Hey, it's so good. Pleasure being with you. Yeah, it's so good to have you on the program, and I appreciate you setting aside a full hour with us today because we got such a a little tease just about a week or so ago when we had you on the Great Reset. It's such a fascinating topic because I'm curious on what the reset is actually going to look like, and I want to go throughout this hour kind of touch on some of the big hot topics and the headlines that I've seen in the news today because right now I think we're in a war between what type of reset we're going to get are we going to go back to constitutional principles limited government free markets capitalism or is this great new reset going to be the grand new world of redistribution and socialism and and you know just uh the woke community in america real quick co- i mean are those really the two directions we're going to go or is one side winning over the other right no, now it's- those are
1: the two opposite directions uh, that face us, and if we don't go one, like you pointed out, to the Constitution, free market, uh, back to limited government under our under our constitutional constraints, uh, the the forces now in the White House, in Congress, and in the media, and in big social media, big corporate uh, elitists, globalists are pushing us the other direction. They want global redistribution of wealth not their wealth, but all of our wealth. Yeah. They want a global lockdown. Uh, they're going to, they want to reset every, When they say use the reset, they, they came up with this term at the World Economic Forum, global world reset. They want to reset what? They want to reset the economy. They want to reset the whole world economically, politically, socially, religiously, morally. They say everything has to be reset. And who are these brilliant angelic beings that are going to do this? Uh, Never before in the history of the world have we seen a whole global reset or even a proposal for this, except coming out of communist uh, dictators, such as Mao Zedong or Joseph Stalin and whatnot, and they only had a limited part of the world that they were trying to reset. they want to go whole hog on this. And right now, what, uh, we are very soon facing some dilemmas in this regard because part of it, a very big part of it, has been highlighted. We, we've covered it in the New American magazine and in our videos. People can go to thenewamerican.com. Uh, my, the one you referred to, for those who are here, uh, watching on video, this uh, particular issue, uh, Joe Biden uh, pushing the Great Reset. Uh, we we point out that uh, he spoke at the World Economic Forum a number of times. That's the big place in Davos, Switzerland, where all the billionaires and millionaires fly in every year, have a big traffic jam of all the world's jets and Gulf streams. They fly in there and they tell the rest of the world that we have too big of a carbon footprint and we, particularly the middle classes in the industrialized world, we have to go on a crash diet. We have to start eating bugs. We have to start eating uh, no more meat, uh, get rid of air conditioning. They actually have called for this. We got to eat insects and things like that, plants, no more beef, no more uh, uh, of those high carbon footprint uh, critters. We're going to have to buckle down and really live simply while they live in their multiple mansions. I mean, this is. Uh, George Soros, David Rockefeller, Michael Bloomberg, Bill Gates, uh, 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 Zuckerberg, all of those folks that come together every year to tell the rest of us how we need to live. And they're all very close in tight with all the communist dictators of of communist China. Xi Jinping and all of the top leaders of China, they get invited there. And people say, well, why are these capitalists and these communist leaders, what do they have in common? Well, they have a lot in common in that they uh, control much of the world. And the capitalist Wall Streeters here, the globalists amongst them, they really envy that raw state power that the communist Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, has. They want that. They don't like that they have to answer to... Uh, elective uh, office. They don't like that they have to lobby for their uh, all of the the things they want. They want to be able to actually exercise that power to dictate. That's why Bill mm. Gates is is in on that and George Soros. They really don't like the fact that millions of Americans and others in the free world, uh, can contradict them and and go against their uh, their wishes for this new world order. They want to have a global reset, and they're pushing on this really hard now with the pandemic, uh, or the plandemic, as many people call it, or scamdemic. Uh, they want to lock down the rest of the planet again. Why? It's wiping out all of the middle class. It's the, who? Which is their? their main resistance, all of the independent businesses and everything. So that only the top corporate leaders uh, in in China, they call them the champions, the state champions. They're selected. Uh, That's why all these big uh, billionaires in China, they're not entrepreneurs. They're called entrepreneurs in our media here. They're not. They're state champions that are selected by the Communist Party to get all of the big loans, to get all of the big uh, benefits, the tax breaks, And all of those things so they can be number one. They're using the pandemic here in this country to do the same thing, wiping out all of the independent mom and pop and even medium sized and large businesses which aren't part of the inside groups. Uh, And now uh, one of the big things on the horizon just in the last couple of weeks the international monetary fund has put forward a plan and we just wrote about it alex newman one of my co-senior editor wrote about it yesterday at the new american.com their plan to issue trillions of dollars in special drawing rights from the international monetary fund to be distributed to dozens of countries which can then turn around and demand u.s dollars for those so The International Monetary Fund, which is part of the United Nations program, which has been pushing this Great Reset, uh, is going to try to undermine our economy. And if the Biden administration and Congress go along with that, uh, they will be able to pull this off. And this is a very, very serious thing. Uh, On top of that, the International Monetary Fund is pushing for their own cryptocurrency. So that they'll even get away from any tie to a real dollar, any tangible asset, uh, to where everything will be digitized, and your whole life savings, everything you've worked for, would just be a matter of uh, digital numbers there that could be added, subtracted, or erased, uh, completely annihilated. Yeah. So I mean, th- these are very real things that uh, Americans need to be aware of, and we have to grapple with this very very soon and uh, make sure that uh, we don't allow this to happen because it would be the end of the United States.
0: Well, it really would. And we're on the track, too, that there's a lot to dissect there with, uh, with everything that you just mentioned, which I'm so glad that we have an opportunity to do. So let's go back. You mentioned some of the history of this and what we've seen historically and some of the other countries that they're envious of, because as much power as they want to have, They can't have that much power, according to our U.S. Constitution, that's supposed to limit them, but that drives them absolutely nuts. But we're moving in that direction as they just kind of toss the Constitution off to the side. Has there been another instance in history where we were as free as we were in the United States and they've come this far? Or are we kind of the trendsetters right now where we were based on... Limited government, free enterprise, capitalism, and now we've done this massive transition that we're in the middle of going this direction. Have we seen such a transition before? This
1: is the great experiment. This is, we are living the dream. I mean, that's a term we all use, living the dream. But really, throughout all of human history, people have dreamed of a situation, a place on this earth where they could live freely, not be beholden to any uh, potentate who could take their lives, their property, their children, their wives, uh, and any of that away from them, and to have it secure, and to be able to work with their own minds, with their own hands, with their own opportunities, and make a life for themselves. That's why people still come here. Millions, in fact. Uh, We've written about it quite a few times over the last couple of decades. Every year there are worldwide surveys taken by Pew, by a number of other outfits. Hundreds of millions of people want to come here. Yeah. Why? Well, a lot of them just because they think this is a land of milk and honey. They, they're they going to be rich if they come here. They're going to be able to get on welfare. They're going to be able to live easily. But most people realize that, hey, I I would like to be in a, a free, prosperous Country and be able to make my own way, yeah. and uh, th- that is the the uh, thing that many of those on the left are using against us because all of, we can identify with that, and most of us are compassionate. We we're not anti-immigrant, as I've just written an article about uh, one of the new uh, Biden administration officials. Uh, Cristobal J. Alex who is one of the radicals appointed by uh, uh, Joe Biden I tell you and what, he listen- has been agitating for the Latinos to call uh, always referring to Republicans as anti-immigrant and intolerant and whatnot. Well, of course, i tell you what we got to we got to take uh, a hard
0: break. Let's let's continue that when we come ahead. back here and let's do the immigration when we come back because I think that's going to be a huge aspect to this all as well. Bill Jasper right here on the, the voice reason of stay tuned. With Andy Usher. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Line, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're
1: listening to the voice of reason. With Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. 24 minutes past the hour.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre Friday celebration, radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty the way we do every single day right here on The Voice Reason, stumbling through another program just like Joe Biden through a press conference. (laughs) See what we did there? That's a joke on April Fool's Day. Welcome back in. We're talking with Bill Jasper, and we had taught, We started talking about immigration with this great reset. Is that going to be the teetering point, Bill? Do you think that's going to be pushing us beyond the point where we can't fight this, we can't do much about it any longer if we just allow so many individuals in the country? We see these facilities down at the border that have like a seven to 800% capacity over full right now because, well, why the heck not? Just let them in. And it's, it's Donald Trump's fault, though. But it's not a crisis. And we're just going to allow these individuals to come in and spread themselves amongst everybody else across the country. And therefore, oh, I don't know how that demographic that was a strong right district, a strong red district, all of a sudden turned purple. I don't know what happened there. Is that kind of what we're looking at here?
1: Well, you stated it precisely, uh, th- and that is all according to plan. And we know that because, uh, as we've reported in in the New American magazine, uh, they've stated this. Uh, many of the Democratic strategists have, have stated this, that they need to replace the current voters with uh, with new voters. And so uh, right before President Biden was, or before Joe Biden was inaugurated, I, I really, refrain from calling him President Biden, because I really do believe all of the evidence shows that the elections uh, were fraudulent. Uh, But anyway, before he was inaugurated, even, uh, he had already sent a message throughout all the world, but particularly to Mexico and Latin America, saying, come on, come all. And how did he do that? Well, he he sent uh, Susan Rice and uh, Jake Sullivan Uh, His national security advisor, and she's his top foreign advisor, uh, to uh, the EFE, which is the big, uh, the world's largest Spanish language uh, uh, wire service, and did an interview with them. And they said, well, uh, the, the this is before Biden was actually officially inaugurated. They said just to hold off, hold off, just wait till we come get in office because uh, it's going to be a whole new change then. We're going to have a, a whole new, more welcoming format for everybody. And that sent the messages. That's why you see these people coming with T-shirts and with uh, with signs saying, uh, Joe Biden, let us in. Uh, Joe Biden, thank you. All, the, all these millions that are now coming to our southern border. Uh, so they sent out the message and then uh, right uh, a couple of days later, uh, Joe Biden himself reinforced that in uh, w- several messages uh, in the media. And then first his first day in office, he signed uh, five executive orders, uh, alone that were all to sweep away the, uh, Trump administration's prohibitions. That word, that word got out immediately. And then we started seeing these massive, uh, unprecedented, huge rushes to our border and it's not letting up. So, uh, this was, this was planned. Now it's become such a disaster that the administration is trying to backpedal on it and make, make it appear that they're not, uh, allowing this uh, complete inundation of our borders which is truly an existential crisis that means our very existence is threatened yeah. and uh, because you can't have a country if you don't have borders, and uh, if you completely wipe away the borders, and former head of uh, customs and border patrol, uh, Tom Holman, uh, has said several times this, have a number of other uh, long, lifetime career people uh, officials who have come out of the border patrol that this is this is completely untenable, that it's going to destroy everything, that they are not going to be able to ha- to handle any of the. Uh, influx that comes in and, and we already see that and not only is this a huge humanitarian crisis that's what has focused on all all mm. of these people and it is tragedy here he sends out a signal millions of people come up here there's no accommodations for them all and they're all, well, all along not. the way of course they're, not they're living That's... in these shanty towns right on our border yeah. Bill, we gotta, uh, and we got to a... get in here in this country yeah we gotta uh...
0: take another hard break hold on one second let's continue that when we come back we got a bottom of the hour break we got to take right here on the voice of reason lots the more coming voice up of reason with andy hoosier Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Who's Your Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason, with Andy Hoosier. I cannot believe the show's already half over today. It goes by way too fast. We are by far the fastest hour of radio on radio. Plus, we have the live stream and podcasting all over the country. I want to thank you again, the listener, no matter where you may be across the nation because we are growing by leaps and bounds. More stations coming on, more TV networks wanting to join, all this good stuff. I am so excited about everything we're doing. We broke another record last month for the most amount of downloads for the podcast. So thank you for that. And we're starting off this month awesome as well, being April 1st. April Fool's Day. Again, no jokes from me today. I thought about it. I wanted to, but they just make themselves too easy already. They really do. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One at radio listener at a time. You can find us all over our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. Uh, At Hoosier Reason is the handle there, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. We're chatting today with Bill Jasper. You can find him on social media. He is an author, journalist, commentator, documentary producer, and author of the piece out of The New America and the latest, Pushing the Great Reset, as we talk about how they're trying to, uh, as Barack Obama liked to say before, fundamentally transform the United States of America, which is exactly What they are doing. Uh, Bill, I want to shift gears just for a minute here. There was a piece that I saw today out of The Hill that I thought was interesting and really fit this exact uh, thing. White House moves to reshape role of U.S. capitalism. And according to The Hill, they say the White House is pushing an infrastructure bill, this $3 trillion monstrosity, that could reshape the discussion about capitalism as it seems to reestablish the federal government as the primary driver of how the economy should grow and function Now, Bill, my understanding as a free market laissez-faire limited government capitalist is that the government cannot drive the economy. They can inflate things, they can print money and lower the value of the dollar and inject it into the system that creates nice little bubbles that burst in the economy, but you can't drive the economy. The, the free market, the small business, the private sector needs to be the one creating the jobs, creating incentives, creating new products, creating the supply and demand That's what the private sector does. How can the federal government be the new crafter of the economy? The destructive
1: ideology of the past century has been, whether it's Nazism, communism, or whatever form of socialist, big governmentism, central planning. You have so-called brilliant minds that are going to centrally plan everything and take the chaos of free market out of it. And that's what we see going here again. is the same thing that we saw with the New Deal in FDR's time. It's the same thing that we saw in the Soviet Union, Communist China, Nazi Germany. That is, that the government, central planners in the government, will determine who will do what. What projects will be will be constructed? What's which things will be destroyed? When plant, uh, uh, crops will be planted? What kinds of crops will be planted? Who will go into what uh, avocation or vocation? That's where this leads to, and that's where it actually derives from from that kind of a collectivist ideology, and so that that is precisely what this is. Now, when. Uh, When he uses this term of restructuring or remaking capitalism, that actually has, again, come out of the World Economic Forum. For the last several years, this reimagining capitalism has been the playchild of Lynn DeForest Rothschild. Does that name ring a bell? Mm, Rothschild, one of the big banking families for the last uh, couple hundred years. Lynn DeForest Rothschild is one of the big proponents of this. She is one of the heiresses, uh, current uh, members of the family running things. Uh, She's a member of our Council on Foreign Relations here in the United States, the globalists who are calling the shots on most of this. She's a big wheel in the World Economic Forum. We've done a number of stories on her and on this whole uh, move to reimagine, restructure, uh, reinvent capitalism. And really, they are trying to pull one over on you when they say that, because it's really not any kind of market capitalism. It is state capitalism, which all the communists, socialist, Nazi, uh, fascist countries have. You have to have capital to produce anything. They have capitalism in the communist countries. It's just that it's state Capitalism. They can. They, the Communist Party, or the Socialist Party, or the Nazi Party, they control all of that, all of the capital, and so that's where this is really coming from, and that's the kind of controlled, uh, destructive freedom uh, society that they are planning.
0: It's wild. There's always been a battle between capitalism, uh, you know, private sector capitalism, you know, regular laissez-faire capitalism and, uh, you know, the communist big government dictator tyrannical regimes. And it was always easy for us to start implementing our way of thinking and our way of life. Uh, and it reminds me of like the Middle East when we tried to structure a constitution for them. They didn't quite grasp it. But you start implementing private businesses to run at their own with private owners that can actually hire employees and actually start some type of economic movement. And then voila, look at that, the the, the society begins to structure their way. How do we start moving away, or how did we start moving away from a private sector to the government taking over everything? Did it start with the Green New Initiatives and the Green New Deal with regulating over uh, the industrial uh, manufacturing oh, industries. I mean, how did it start?
1: Long before that, in fact, uh, going clear back to the beginning of the of this past century. So for about a hundred years, we've been ha- seeing the increase in size and cost and scope of government, government regulation on almost everything. And I was uh, a, a, a a journalist, an accredited correspondent at the United Nations for over thirty years in New York City and at their conferences around the world. And I was probably the only, in fact, I'm the only one that I've found uh, over the years, the only conservative pro-American free market economist, uh, journalist at the Earth Summit of the United Nations in 1992. Mm. Uh, That's where all of the big green initiatives came out of, the Earth Summit. And uh, one of the big ones there was Agenda 21. Uh, Another one was the global warming. Another one was the ozone treaty. All of these things were ways that the uh, a friend of mine who, who's been a, a long time uh, student of communism, he goes to the, all the Communist Party meetings, he says, these are the enviro-Leninists. These are the people who follow Lenin, Marx and Lenin, but they they want to use the environment as a way to uh, take away our freedom. So... They hatch these plans that say, "Oh, the world is in is in dire need of central planning. We have to have global central planning to uh, save us from global warming, from ozone depletion, from deforestation, from uh, salination, uh, uh, the acid rain in the oceans, etc." So they come up with all of these uh, uh, really uh, phony issues. Uh, who that might have a grain of truth to them, but that's all. And they blow them into massive crises, which then demand massive global solutions. And that's where we've been seeing for, uh, on steroids for the last 30 years now, coming out of the United Nations. But already here in our own country, uh, even before the New Deal of FDR, where we saw government expand vastly on, on every level, uh, to where now we have uh, agencies and, and cabinet uh, agencies and departments and whatnot that we never would have dreamed of the founding fathers never would have they would have been horrified that we ever accepted them, and that we have steadily allowed our our freedoms to be taken away. Mm-hmm. As government expands, freedom recedes. And so uh, we live in a constitutional republic, which is not only, a national republic, but it, the founders in the in the uh, Federalist Papers said that we have a compound republic. That is, we have 50 small republics within our national republic. And each of those 50 state republics have reserved powers. The vast majority of the power of government is supposed to reside at the state and local level. Yeah. The federal government is supposed to have just a tiny bit of powers. Uh, that, that's what they said in the uh, the famous one by Madison, uh, Federalist Number Forty Five. The powers of the federal government are few and defined. Those of the states are many and undefined. So the vast majority of the powers are supposed to be at the state level. And here's where you and I and people uh, can really have an impact right now. It doesn't look very hopeful with with. Uh, The Congress and the and the uh, White House and the Supreme Court uh, all pushing all these big government programs, but we still do have a a Constitution that is shredded, but it is still there. The state governments still do have sovereign rights and powers, and if we, the citizens, demand and support those brave and heroic. uh, state representatives, governors, and state officials who are opposing this, who are nullifying federal laws that are unconstitutional. We've had a lot of articles on that. It's a very, uh, very real, very legitimate, very important part of our constitution. The states, state governments and local governments can nullify federal laws saying, no, that law is not going to apply in our state, exactly. and we see the le- the left is doing it, has been doing it for the last several years on issues like drugs and sanctuary cities. They're saying no, we're not going to we're not going to enforce the the federal laws. Well, we can do it the same h- here with abortion, with gun. Uh, grab with so many of the other things that they're trying to force on us. And that's what we have to get uh, the states to do. And many states are stepping up to this. Governors and states are doing it. We've been reporting on it. The major media is not because they don't want people to know that, hey, you have a, some alternatives out there. There are things that you can do.
0: Yeah, no, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's what we've been advocating for is the nullification. The crazy part is on the left side, when they try to nullify and do their own thing at the state level, it are, it's duties that are actually like directly involved with the federal government constitutionally. He says this is the duty of the federal government. When we do it, we're like, hey, the Second Amendment says that we have sanctuary because we have the right to keep and bear arms. End of story. we got to take a break here. Bill Jasper, uh, one more segment. When we come back, I want to shift it to the war on words and definitions and how they've tried to brainwash the young generation to go along with this movement. We'll do that when we come back here for The Voice of Reason on a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at whosyourreason.com. Again, reason.com. Go check it out. Why? You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Last segment, goes by way too fast. Welcome back into the program, radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. No matter where you may be, we appreciate you hanging out with us each and every day here on the program. Again, one last segment here with Bill Jasper, the new American. You can find them online. His latest piece, Pushing the Great Reset. And the big question is, as we kind of wrap this one up, Bill, and we see they're attacking from all different angles the climate change, the economy the control the new capitalism trying to transfer capitalism to the federal level which is just mind-boggling that they can even do that and that we're allowing this to happen right in front of our eyes there's a large group of Americans that actually support this mindset of this progressive socialist government handout you know, just nanny statism where I guess they're afraid of the world and they just want their hand held by the government for some reason and I just don't get it, but uh, one that really stuck out to me, one argument that I've seen from the younger generation, I mean I'm 32, part of the millennial generation but part of my generation that I've seen is that they love to define what socialism is from not from like Merriam-Webster's, but from like Wikipedia, where it says the means and distribution is controlled by the people, which they've changed this term. They've changed the definitions of what this stuff is to make it sound fluffy, to make it sound warm and cozy and just nice and comforting for individuals that want to go along with this garbage, as opposed to what Merriam-Webster actually says, that it's its means and distribution controlled by the government and how that's a very bad thing because there's this tier of elitist government officials that control everything and then all of us are just groveling for the uh, bones and and the leftovers thereafter uh this war on words is that's what's helping them kind of win over these new generations to move forward in this agenda
1: well absolutely absolutely and it isn't just that it is in the air uh, and they're absorbing it they're being programmed indoctrinated Primarily in school. In fact, we've done a number of articles in the New American, quite a few over the last several years. One which I did two years ago uh, focused on the American Federation of Teachers. The AFT and the NEA, the National Education Association, are the two big teachers' unions. And uh, the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingartner, is a hardcore leftist. They had in their American uh, Federation Teachers Journal a whole issue devoted in 2019 to turning race, critical race theory, into every program, every curriculum program in K through 12 uh, in mathematics, in English, in geography and in literature. Uh, all of those things have to have race components put into them. And people defined according to whether they are racist or anti-racist. If they are white, they're automatically racist. Uh, it, it, not, and not only the the race uh, polarization, which we have seen Joe Biden, the great unifier, he said he was going to bring about unity. He's fanned all of this racial hatred. Uh, so that we can't just get along with each other, there has to be a racial antagonism between all the different races, and that's what they're pro- that's what they're promoting. And not only that, but they're redefining even science and basic uh, human sexuality and biology with all the uh, LMNOP, LGBTQ, alphabet uh, <laughs> people that are. Yeah, very militant lobby out there demanding that our students all be have uh, LGBTQ sensitivity put into all of the curriculum. This is all already now a huge issue in many of the states, including California and Washington, uh, New York State and New York City are way ahead on this. They've been pushing this. We've done a number of stories on this. So the schools are a major part where we have a, a, a very major. Uh, center of where all of this is taking place. And, th- and not only that, but with the with the climate change, the, the global warming, that's why you can have millions of kids come out into the streets all around the country, all around the world, because they're all being programmed with all of these terrible, it's child abuse, all yeah. these terrible stories about how their world is melting and how we have to... Uh, Rein in give government control over all areas of our lives if we are going to even have a, a world to that we can inhabit and so every one of these critical areas are our are children who are that is if we're allowing them to be in government schools uh, are being indoctrinated and programmed in this and we will lose uh, our future if we allow them those the militant left to yeah control that aspect of our lives
0: it's it's crazy that we've allowed it to get this far and we need to continue to fight and be aware of what they're actually trying to do bill jasper you can find them with the new american the new american.com pushing the great reset is the piece bill i love it the time is way too short we got to do this again real soon we appreciate the time my friend thank you very much hey great to have you on the show back at it tomorrow we are here for a good friday so make sure to stay tuned in until then be your own voice reason i'm A hoosier this is the voice reason everybody have a great thursday